Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. for him. Now he's here. Who are you? My name is Bond. James Bond. He's back in a new Bond spectacular. He's back. Good evening. And we're back to what great movies are all about. Hey, what the hell is this? Hey, listen, you can't do this to me. I've got friends in this town. Outrageous, fun-making thrills. I didn't know there was a pool down there. He's back. The character who runs rings around his enemies in Diamonds Are Forever. 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 And they're back. Some rare facets of female bondage. Well, that's quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I don't dress for the hired help. Starring Jill St. John, Charles Gray, and he's back as Blofeld, 007 style. Good evening, 007. From the Diamond Territory of South Africa. Curious. How everyone who touches those diamonds seems to die. The canals of Amsterdam to the gaming halls of Las Vegas. Hi, I'm Plenty. But of course you are. Plenty O'Toole. Named after your father, perhaps. To the rocket sites of Nevada. Sean Connery, alias James Bond 007, is back in action. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'm your show host, Robert. Running your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios. Good evening, Tommy. How you doing? I'm doing very well, Robert. How you doing? Pretty good. We're 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 still trying to get this thing dialed in. You know, Bobby's away at school, and Tommy's my new uh, production engineer here, so uh, he's doing pretty doggone good, I might add. Hey, don't forget uh, if you miss any of our past shows, go to our website and you can visit our archive page, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you can see all 360, I believe it's 368 shows now. And uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, social media. I, I'm 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 learning this now. Social media. If you uh, follow us on, uh, I think it's called Twitter. It's at NRC on air. Instagram is Gulfstream Motorsports. Our Facebook page is Gulfstream Motorsports and Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And I think that's uh, that's it for the social media stuff. And um, anyway, good evening, everybody. Now, I've got a uh, one of my usual regulars that sits in here. Hey, Alan. Doing? Alan. Alan's sitting in here with us tonight for a few minutes before uh, we have our special guest coming on for the evening. Tommy's out there. He's got his hands up in the air, but he's doing a great job. How about a big round of applause for Tommy? There you go. Okay. That sounds like an echo chamber here for some strange reason. How you doing, Alan? Yeah, fine. I was working on BMW Seta today. What? You you know yeah what is stutter BMW Seta Isetta Isetta who's got an Isetta around here locally Jim the same guy's got the pig out oh the oh, oh oh the Isetta and the Messerschmitt and the Colombo Peugeot and is that uh, how you pronounce that I thought it was pig out no pig out yeah Peugeot <laughs> hey by the way I looked at that code last night and it's all related to the fuel rail okay that's them. fine that has so, nothing to do with anything so and so and, 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 and it indicates it indicates you know, we're talking about uh, mechanics now I am the world's worst mechanic because the only thing I know how to do is well, Alan will dispute this, but let's just say I know about points, occasionally adjust the carburetor, and some other minor mechanical tinkering things. So I'm a tinker, but Alan's a full-fledged mechanic. Now, back to what we're talking about, the codes. All the new cars have computers. Now, our 2005 Mustang's got a little bit of an issue. By the way, it is for sale, and it will be working fine. Don't think I have a little issue with the air conditioning. Which will be easily done. Which a couple can, switches to check and yeah, exactly. cooling fan, and that's it. But now here's the thing. You know, in the old days, it was pretty simple to, to figure things out because you only had uh, a finite amount, I guess that's the right word, finite amount of parts that could potentially go bad, correct, right. Alan? Compressor, okay. um, you had a condenser that could clog up. A dryer. And dryer. Evaporator. And an expansion valve. Expansion, yeah. That one wire went to the compressor, no switches for pressure or nothing. Exactly. If it got warm, you figured it out, put more freon in it. That's pretty much it. So R12, now, I might add. The R12, yeah, the good stuff. That would really cool you. Uh, so, now, but the, to today you got what uh, multiple of four, five, six, eight, nine, and some of the new trucks and cars, forty, fifty computers in them, which is ridiculous. But anyway, so yeah. you got to plug this thing in now. According to the website, because you told me to look it up last night, right? It says if there is an issue with the fuel, it's referencing mm-hmm. that there will be a dash, an engine check light. There's no engine check light. Of course not. So it's uh, a computer. It's a computer. Okay, right. So let's rule that out. But anyway, let's go back to the air conditioning. So the air conditioning. What was that list I brought you yesterday? It okay. had four well, components on there. Well, you got the the fan, the okay. radiator fan sucks air through to keep the condenser cold. Right. You got a pressure a, limit switch. A some pressure sort. switch for the condens for the compressor. Then you got another high pressure switch for the compressor, and then it also grounds out another wire. So you got three wire, four wires going to it, a ground wire. That's right, four wires. And three wires that go to the computer. Two of them have to be connected together. The other one's got to ground out. Okay. Now, and, yeah. just, just, and just for AC. Just, that's just for AC. Oh, yeah. And then there's a, what's that little thing that goes in the little another uh, pressure sensor thingy, thermostat thingy for the... Well, no, that was a coolant temperature sensor okay, for the computer go. to turn the fan on when the engine got hot. By the way, big shout out to Tim at uh, Tim's Performance. Tim, if you're listening, we're actually doing your show tonight because we're actually talking about mechanicals. Now, I know if you tune in on Saturdays between, was it 10, 11 o'clock, you Something got Tim, like the, yeah, the, the grease guru. Yeah, I found my outer grease. You found your outer grease, yeah. And uh, so anyway, so that's, uh, that's typically what Tim's talking but our show is just a little bit more fun, and we talk about cars, and we don't fix. I don't fix anything. Well, I do. I kind of try to keep it going. I watched, Alan fixes I watched with amusement when Robert works on something. <laughs> yeah, it's, and uh, and it's and it's so archaic when yeah, I, the way yeah, I do Robert's it. a mechanic, like I'm a trapeze artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but it, that's that's. In a good way. That's in a good way, yeah. Okay, now, so tell, tell us about the Isetta. Now, uh, for all you guys, BMW Isetta is kind of like a cool little uh, car that came out in the early, mid-50s. It was a car that's 
allegedly saved BMW because right. it was a marriage between ESO, which made refrigerators, refrigerators and ESO Griffith and all that. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, what else did they make? They make tractors. No, 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 no. Before they before they made cars, they made oh scooters. Okay, scooters right. like Land Revolta. I mean, why did I say well, the ESO Revolta yeah. was the actually that was Pierrot's first car came out I think in '61. Then they came out with the Griffo, and then there was this deal yeah. with uh, Bizzarini. Somehow Bizzarini was involved. Yeah, Bizzarini, in he's the guy that invented the or designed the. Lamborghini V12. The, so, right. So the, the Bizzarini cars had Chevys in them, but also had a V12 in it once in a That's while. exactly right. So right. they were kind of their the very first, the, if you want, the original hybrids. Is that an applicable name? Yes. Cobra? Cobra was an, a hybrid. hybrid an yes. Allard was a hybrid. Right. You know? So it was like a Facel Vega, which unfortunately I work on one. It's yeah, a hybrid. That's, that's right. Okay, so to define hybrid in vintage terms, yes. it was a European car with an American driveline. Yeah, that's a first V8. Okay. Lots and, of V8. Yeah, and, V8. To, and today, the highly confused people in the automotive world think of hybrid as something that's kind of electric. Yeah, that kind of well, wants to be electric. That right. kind of works off some little underpowered little peanut motor that's smaller well, than a. The original machine. hybrid is a like a diesel locomotive. You got a engine that runs a generator, it runs the traction motors. Because actually, they had a car called the Owen Magnetic. I think it was. Don't don't quote me on that. And it was an actual hybrid. It had an engine that ran a generator that ran traction motors. Traction motors. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, for we just call them traction motors. So basically all it did is just help get it going and then the electric motors. No, 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 no. It ran completely off the electric motors. Oh, it ran completely. There's a generator in the back of the engine and you only needed the power that you needed. Okay. Now, I think it's time for a little radio giveaway. If you guys were following us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, this is what we're going to start doing now. Um, some of the company some of the smaller companies around here have been gracious enough to donate to us little uh, promotional item. So this evening what we have is we have a complete car wash kit, and that is courtesy of the local Napa store here in Clearwater on Missouri Avenue. So uh, phone number I don't have handy because uh, it's on my other scrap piece of paper that's uh, in Tommy's office there. So at any rate, but it is on the website. So the store on Missouri Avenue, the Napa store on Missouri Avenue, go in there and see Dan and say hi to him and buy all your car parts from him. And uh, But what we have is a question, and here's the question. Now, two weeks ago, we just came off the Monterey Car Week. Alan, you can't say anything. and uh, So you got to be a car guy. But here's the question, okay? Don't Google it either. Don't Google it. No, that's why I didn't do put it on. Do it for on, real. Do it for real. That's why I didn't put it on a website. Now, I've said this probably 50 times, and there's some hints and clues, but the Laguna Seca racetrack celebrated its how many anniversary? How many of its anniversary? Am I doing that thing right? Okay. So the caller that gets that wins our little prize this evening, which is a bucket, a wash bucket, some soap, a couple of grease, uh, a couple of rags, some. Uh, there we go. That's <laughs> time delay, delay. Anyway, so give us a call here at the studio. The studio line is 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. And if you're in Tampa or if you're, well, actually, yeah, if you're in the next time zone, no, not time zone, zip code, area code. That's it, area code. It's uh, 866-826-1340, 866-826-1340, or just uh, look up WTAN and give us a call. Now, again, the question is, Laguna Seca Raceway is celebrated, two weeks ago, celebrated as how many th- Anniversary. Okay, that's the question. So the seventh caller, the seventh caller will win tonight's prize, courtesy of the Napa Know How store on Missouri Avenue. And say hello to Dan. Now, Alan, I know you know because you read a lot. <laughs> anyway, okay, so uh, I think we're just about ready to uh, throw something on the tournament table here because we got a guest coming on in a few minutes. And uh, we're going to play. This is a band that you probably remember out of the 60s and 70s. And the most famous song was Venus. But the thing is, is since we like playing really cool music here, a lot of these bands like The Shocking Blue or Shocking Blue had other songs that were, had, that were equally as good. Now, I believe they were a Dutch band. So if Hank is listening, because Hank is Dutch, and of course he always reminds me, if, if you ain't Dutch, you ain't much. Well, I'm a quarter Dutch. So you're a quarter Dutch, okay. Some so at any bit. rate, uh, <laughs> go ahead. You can throw. You can start spinning. Uh, drop the needle in the groove, as they say. And uh, but here's a song, and it's Classic called Classic Wax. Yeah, this is by Shocking Blue. It's called California. Here I come. And since we're on the California thing, hey, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio Cars. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Take my
This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Hey, I'm Christy Lee from All Girls Garage and Barrett-Jackson on Velocity, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back. And uh, do I hear a little uh, rumpity-rump in the background there? Is that uh, the sound effects there? That's <laughs> <laughs> my Volvo. It's your Volvo. My Volvo to Florida. Oh, yeah. Hey, it won't be long, and we'll be uh, barnstorming the neighborhoods with the uh, muddy pinto bean if we can find some 13-inch tires for it. Now, Tire Rack actually has a set of those 205-60-13s. When I was at Monterey, there was a guy there that had a really cool little BMW 2002, like the one I used to have. Yeah. And uh, they got hauled off to the junkyard by accident one time. <laughs> Remember that? Must have been a really nice car you get hauled <laughs> off by accident. No, it was up there at your place up there on uh, Kevin had it hauled off. Remember? Oh, the, the burgundy one. I don't remember. Okay, that's what happened to that car. Yeah, that and I had to go back that, and dig that, that out of there. That was only 30 years ago. I, was that 30 years? Yeah, 85, yeah. 32 years. years ago, yeah, but who's years. counting? Yeah, who's counting, right? I but, guess we are. Yeah. In fact, the only thing I have left off that car is the cylinder head. Not but, even the steering wheel? No, because remember you were working on the cylinder head because oh, I had yeah, a cracked cylinder head. And, that, and then you moved, and then the car was still sitting up there, and then oh, Alan yeah. moved, no, uh, Kevin Gavin. moved, and then next thing you know, it's at Al Bork's place, and i got to run down there and pay... I don't even remember they, that. That was so long ago. Yeah, I don't I even remember that. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little 2002. But anyway, so this yeah, guy had burgundy. Burgundy, right. Well, the sunroof, four-speed. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got somebody on the line? Oh, go ahead. You can talk. We can... This, this is Hans. Hans! I'm from Bavaria, Motherwood. Yeah, I'm here to, Hans from I Sicily. About, I'm here to talk about Alan's Volvo, <laughs> a BMW 633iXL FUZ. Yeah. I'm speaking with you. Yeah, well, this is... Uh, you know, 13 o'clock over here in Hanau, Germany. And, 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 and where? In Vol? Hanau. Hanau. You mean Hanover? Hanover. Hanau. Hanau. H-A-N-A-O. Hanau. Oh, Hanau. Okay. See. Yeah. Okay. So, is that near Sicily? I don't know. Are we going? <laughs> bring it in for a landing. Hey, hey, it's not for gas. Just went up twelve cents. Okay. That's baloney. That? It just went up twelve cents. That's baloney. How much did diesel go up, Charlie? I uh, let me see. Uh, not much. Are you at the gas pump? Are you at the gas station down the street? Wait, this guy's voice changed. (laughs) Al used to get the best gas. Al had the best way to get gas back in the day. Did did he? Okay, we won't reveal it. We won't reveal a secret. He had a siphon and he had a can. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) That's old school. That's old school. So I tuned in and uh, you guys would got got some eclectic stuff going on. So any callers for that car wash? Does that come with somebody in a bikini? No, no. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah, you yeah, can, Charlie. Yeah, you wear a bikini, Charlie. Like a bear in a jock strap. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I figured I'll be out there scrubbing cars, but you know that he'd have to use his feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute. Hey, that's how I eat. Would, would you 
by your son? No, Bobby's at school. He had to go to relocate oh. the University of Central Florida, so I'm sitting here, you know, missing the poor little guy. All but right, well, that's hey, good. but good. Tommy, Bobby trading Tommy, and Tommy, he's got it under control. So, yeah, and I actually, you, know, you really got to let Al talk about some of this crazy stuff that he knows about Ferraris and all this crazy things because nobody knows except Al because he's the only one that reads anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I read on print. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and he's probably got an auto trader with a Super B for sale for thirty five hundred bucks. I'm sure. <laughs> well, that's a that's a that's a a, a show for another time. So yeah. Yeah. we're gonna have forty five years ago. Yeah, I was uh, just on my way to the gym. I was tuning in to say, "Hey, Robert Al, you guys sounding good?" And uh, keep up good, the good work. And uh, hopefully, we'll hear from Jay tonight. Leno, that is. No, oh, yeah. Well, maybe if if nothing else, he'll he'll. Well, you never know. We might get a, just a, a line exactly. or something like that. I know like you that. got a special guest coming on. Who is it? Cha-Cha Muldowney? No, 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 no. This is a gentleman that's coming on that's, uh, that, that puts on car vents and stuff like that in California and San Jose. Right. It's an interesting story, but listen to, the, listen to the whole interview. He's a pretty good guy. I certainly will. All right, you guys be good. I'll talk to you later. Be good. We'll see you okay. guys. Take care. Okay. Bye. At any rate, well, that's Charlie. He's a regular listener here. and uh, Irregular. Irre- <laughs> you know what? He didn't even mention that. Charlie, you probably didn't even answer the question. I think that's probably why he called. But, yeah, but yeah, but you can't Google it. But No, you can't Google it. Because this has to be, you got to get out of your own personal brain I'm cells. not sure. We got our guests on the line. Okay, let's go ahead and play okay. the clip and the song and, uh, you know, the, do the new normal giddy routine here. And, no, more, uh, no more fun imitation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, oh, yeah, we'll get a little Marvin Gaye. And I'm out of here. And you're out of here. All right, Alan, thanks for coming by, and we'll see you the next time, and we'll get some heavy debates going. Oh, there we go. There's a bell. Hey, you tune into Nostalgic Reading Cars with that dial, and uh, here's a little, uh, I don't know, I guess you would call this a little um, Motown. Marvin Gaye. years, man has searched for the lost Ark of the Covenant. The Bible speaks of the Ark leveling mountains and laying waste to entire regions. Not something to be taken lightly. No one knows its secrets. Jones, do you realize what the Ark is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. An army which carries the Ark before it is invincible. The Ark, if it is there, Atanis. And it is something that man was not meant to disturb. It is protected by forces beyond imagination. It is desired above all treasures on earth by those who are good, trust me, and those who are evil. I tell you everything. Yes, I know you will. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Let it go. If you still want the Ark, it has been loaded onto a truck for Cairo. Raiders of the Lost Ark. A film from Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Hansen, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. 
Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and uh, I'm delighted to welcome my special guest for the evening. This gentleman is a pretty well-known promoter in the San Francisco Bay Area, specifically kind of like in the uh, San Jose area, and uh, he also hosts uh, his own TV show, and it's called The Car Guy Channel. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Mike Hennessy. Mike, are you there? Hey, sure am. How you doing? You know, Mike. Let's uh, since you've been you were on my show. This might be the second or third time, but let's just tell the listeners here how this all came about. About seven or eight years ago, actually more than that, probably eight or nine years ago, I put a call into you one time. I stumbled on your website and I stumbled onto your uh, your show. And uh, coming from California myself, I, I I realized how strong and how committed the California car people slash car culture is. Right. So what happened oh, was... Yeah, we're heavy out here, yeah. You're heavy, right. And, uh, and, and of course, I grew up out there, so I know how it is. But in Florida, for some reason, the synergy, the, the whole... I mean, it's broken up. It's kind of sporadic. It's like... Uh, it's, it's fragmented a little bit. I mean, there's car shows and stuff, but there's not... It's, it's the synergy, the energy is not in Florida like it is out west. So I called you to inquire about what... How would it go... How would I go about kind of like putting together a, a big, giant, you know, statewide show that would get everybody involved. And, of course, your comment was, well, I can help you do that. It's $100,000. But, uh, you know, <laughs> if, if, if you can't afford hundred grand, I swear, you go, well, you, you might want to consider getting your own TV show. And if you can't afford a TV show, you might want to try a radio show. So here I am, seven and a half years later, and you are single-handedly oh. responsible for me sitting right here where I am today. So, Mike, thank you very much. Well, if you're very, very welcome, you're a real bad man. <laughs> I do remember that conversation, and uh, I first of all, I, I have to stop cracking up from Raiders of the Lost Ark because I would have my wife look for the DVD tonight. <laughs> so, um, uh, you sent me over an interesting little comment, you know. But after meeting you in Monterey, and it was nice to meet you in person. And, yes. And I guess, I guess, if we can get some people out in your area in Florida to fly out to Monterey, and you got to admit, when you got home. Robert, you just you just are just energized. It's it's because it just it's 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 car energy at its max. And uh if we can get people to do that, but even in California, uh there's areas that are more polarized to uh the car culture. LA's very strong. You know, here in the Bay Area I've been doing my best to do it and and a hundred thousand dollars sometimes it does take that. I, I work with people with the dream machines with Tim Beeman. And you don't meet nicer people than Tim. And put on dream machines takes a lot of money. A big event that I do is uh, Hot San Jose Nights, and it's a huge event. And that takes a lot of money. And I get a lot of support, you know, from the city of San Jose. So I kind of love the work and um, appreciate the politicians a little bit. And that's been working for me because they really are good people. They want things to work for the city. And just like people in uh, Florida, you get a hold of a politician that's a semi-car car person and understands that you got some clean-cut people, you got family people, and and um, you can put on a pretty good car event, and that's the—it's not an overnight thing. So just uh, keep that in mind. It's not overnight. Well, we have uh, one major event that uh, everybody looks forward to. They kind of make a pilgrimage, pil- pil- pilgrimage to every year, and that is at Daytona at the Speedway. It's called the Turkey Rod Run, and that's kind of like around Thanksgiving. It's been going on for probably 30 years that I know of, and that's big, but. But it's up there, and it gets a lot of people, and we have probably somewhere around three, four, five thousand 5,000 cars, and we probably have two, 3,000 vendors and hundreds of thousands of people that show up there. But again, it's just kind of like, I can't explain it. Just like you said, there's, there's, there's something about that vibe out in California, and, and especially if you go to Monterey Car Week, there's, I can't think of any event, any venue, that is more car-centered and diverse than Monterey Carway. It's a week-long event, all the auctions, all the car shows, and when you know when they use the term, there's something there for everybody, there truly is something there for everybody during Monterey Car Week. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you get a $500 beat. Well, look at uh, um, Bill Proof. You know, he does his little, uh, his Concord de Lemons, you know, his little event. like <laughs> the, the Le Mans, <laughs> the Monterey. Oh, yeah, right. They're, uh, they're a kind of a culture themselves, but, you know, I was hoping, if you get, a, if you get people calling in, I'm hoping someone calls in and ask a question about Monterey, uh, there's just no doubt um, it is the best. I, we have a kind of a large following on on our uh, email blast that we do and the kind of our marketing. But Mar- Monterey just it, it is it's kind of a a place that makes it work. They 
Russo and Steel, where you and I hooked up at Russo and Steel, but your listeners got to know, there's six other auction companies out there, and one of them actually goes to Florida. You're uh, Russo and Steel. They do Florida. Meekum does Florida. Um, you guys have some really good collectors. I'm trying to think of a guy that that is um, kind of a big car collector in your neck of the woods, John Stalupi. Oh, John. He's and in I, South Florida. I, I, yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, John, John's a, uh, by the way, he's a very, very nice guy. Uh, he's uh, real supportive of all the car culture and whatnot. Now, he has a great collection, and people do come and see it, and uh, he's kind of got a museum of his own, and he does a great job. But, uh, you know, I, I, if you get something off the wall, if you get some, obviously, auto parts stores or whatnot, but there's a way you sit back and you do it on your own. You say, you know what, I'm going to find a way to make it happen, and and uh, there's an idea that I'm working on now that really might work in Florida would Basically, be the old-fashioned picnic. Go back to basics. History repeats itself. Have a have a picnic in your good weather you got there, and have a car guy picnic. Yeah, well, that's an idea. Game without gloves or, or without a glove. You know the big, you know the you know the meatball type thing you use, right. and and have something like that. Guys bring their cars out. Um, my rules are always family oriented, so uh, my events are very very family. Uh, we keep the alcohol level mostly down at most of my events, except for. Dream machines, you know, we have alcohol there, and it does work. Let's just face it; it does lubricate the wallet. Hmm. <laughs> it, it does. It does help out of the fun, you know, how that goes. But with the cars and alcohol, just don't mix. And we all have to admit that. But everybody likes having a cocktail. So. Give us a little background on yourself. Now, there's something I did not know, but evidently you played in the NFL for a short period of time. Yeah, sure did. I really enjoyed. It, it was a neat part of my life and my in my very early years of life. I I went ahead and knocked on the door and. I thought it'd be kind of cool and go in as a free agent, and uh, I always try to keep in good shape. I kind of I, when I, I play racquetball religiously, and I have a great people people Rich Steve and you know, Dennis Maddich was a book writer about, about cars. Got to get usually get Dennis on your show, but all these guys, it's a different world for me. So I get Dale out there and Rich, and we're guys that pound the racquetball. I still like my sports, and I always say if I miss a ball. I said, you know, 30 pounds ago, I could have got it, you know. But <laughs> it's our, it's, it's my age. I'm in my early 60s, and in my age, it does come up. But, yeah, NFL was a really neat part of my life. It wasn't my life at all, but um, there was no money there. So people don't need to be thinking of knocking on the door, so you don't want to make a ton of money. Back then, you know, in the 70s, there was no money playing football. So if anybody believes it, I'm hoping another ex-pro call, calls up and says, you know, Mike, you have a point. There's no money in football back then, you know. Which team was it that you played? Uh, played with the Oakland Raiders. Yes, the Oakland Raiders. John Matuzak and Lyle Azedo and all the and Casper. Kenny Stabler. Kenny Stabler. Yes, that that was my favorite team. Believe it or not. Well, good. Everybody when they talk to me, they always say that. But after they hang up, they go, you know, I really like. Uh, <laughs> no, I really no, like no, Miami no. I just but... I mean, you know, I mean, like uh, let's see. And Howie Long, he came in a little bit later. Was he there when they won the 80, yeah, 76, the seventy six yeah, Super Bowl later. when they beat Steelers? Yeah, I was not there that year. I was there earlier than that. So okay. I just let everybody know how my age is. And uh, no, Howie Long is a great guy. I've met Howie quite a few times. Howie's meet people. And uh, when you go to a few funerals, it's kind of uh, difficult, you know, as time goes on. Marv Hubbard was a was a very dear, good friend. Marv is a great guy. He's out here in the, over here in the Bay Area. And by the way, he was a car guy. Marv is a, he's a Corvette guy, car guy. He, he was really into the hobby of it a lot. And you just don't meet nicer people. And People get nicer in football after you leave. No one's nicer when you're there. <laughs> Keep that in mind, people. If you listen to the show, you know, you're nice when you leave it, you know. And then you get nicer as the years go on. And just like uh, my wife, Susan, she's kind of the backbone to all my stuff. And I think the world of her, and, and I guess I love her more every day as go on, but because I try to be nicer. And uh, back then, you, you can't be nice when you play football. <laughs> Uh, I've always been a car guy, so being cars were my uh, always my passion. High school, working on cars, buying and selling cars, and you know how that goes. But that's kind of what I did. So coming into, uh, I did. I had to give it a try. It was always a guy that the athletic seemed to work for me, and it always worked out okay. Now there's a little story here. Um, you were you got your first car when you were 13, and you got tra- caught driving. Tell us that story, and what was it? Easy story. Everybody listening has been out driving when they shouldn't. Yeah. Let's just face it, guys and gals. That's what we did. Driving a car. Yep. <laughs> Mowed a lawn from a lady down the street. Got a car from her. You know, and and it was a pretty cool old car, a '55 
55 uh, Ford four-door, six-cylinder, three-speed on the tree, and I got the darn thing running. So I'm driving through the neighborhood. I found a way to get some auto record, get some parts, and let's face it, every time you screw something up, I'm hoping everybody learns something from it. So and if anybody out there says they didn't, they're a liar. But, um, <laughs> no, you, you learn something about the yeah. car, and uh, and we got it running, and sure enough, I was driving around, and get pulled over by a cop, and you know, my mom didn't have any money back then. She's raising four, five kids, and I was one of the, I say, oh, four other than me, but raising five boys. My dad left when I was five, and God bless her. She, you know, I, I admire her every day. I, I even tease my wife, and my wife does something. I always call her Georgia. You know? <laughs> That's how my mom would think about saving something or, or storing something away, but she was a great gal, and um, I get pulled over by an officer who takes me home, hands the keys to my mom, and says, Hey, uh, ma'am, your son's been driving your car in the neighborhood, and uh, you might want to hide these keys. Well, back then they did stuff like that, you yeah. know. And I maybe I'm, I'm blessed because I got an officer that was a real person. You know, I hope the officers out there. I I think our police department, all United States, these people are they're blessed. And I I want to say it on your show, and it gives me goosebumps to even say it. You guys got a tough job. We got a tough time in our lives, and hang in there, guys. Uh, we all support you. Absolutely. But, uh, I'm glad you said that. That's very nice. But this guy count brought me home. My mom let wait for him to leave. She goes to get her hat and coat and said, "Show me my car." So, <laughs> so I drove her to a Mayfair market. Was out here in California. Drove to Mayfair. She just said, "Well, you know, just don't have any of your meathead friends in the car. No drinking. Blah blah blah." Because she knows she couldn't stop me. I was always a big kid. At thirteen, I was a pretty big kid, and you know, I could pass for sixteen easily. And you know, when I was sixteen, I could pass for twenty. So. It was either a curse or a plus, but um, that was kind of part of my life. And, uh, you know, I was raised with a pretty neat gal. So uh, she kind of understood that boys will be boys. That's the way it was. Cool, cool. So then how'd you get your own shop? Well, after I was a car guy, and that's all I did. I never was professionally trained by any means at all. At home, working on cars. I had my, my brother Chuck is a car guy himself, and he's a pretty smart guy, very smart person. And so we, he'd gather some work for me to put a clutch in a car and do this and that. And one thing led to another. We're building one. And then we uh, said, well, we're going to go the big time. So we bought a real piece of manure. <laughs> uh, wanna use, I want to use a word on the show. That's but fine. I've got to keep it clean. I hear you're live. But, yeah, uh, we're live. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it clean. Okay. Um, so we bought a real turd. How's that? <laughs> That's and, acceptable. Uh, That's I use that word all the time. We looked at each other, and I, and I said, I think we got screwed. So we went ahead and patched this thing up. You learn to paint. You learn to fiberglass. You learn to cover rust, uh, which you don't have much of that in Florida. So we go ahead and back patch this car. We couldn't sell it. So we turned this car into, um, we put an ad to paper for rent, rent Rolls Royce. So rent Rolls was a business that took off, and just one of those things that just worked. And we were uh, renting this car out, and we bought a couple more, bought them, sold them, traded them, and, you know, you get a little bit of money in your pocket, and, I hand a little bit over to my mom, and you know she needed always a buck or two. So all of a sudden, Chuck and I were a pretty good team for a couple of years. Super, super. Now you have a uh, fairly, I guess you could say, a fairly sizable car collection of your own, right? So, and and let me let me set this up here. So people that now I come from the wrecking yard world. Okay, it's very very easy for those of us in the business to get a car, to get another car, to get another car. Never finished the first one, but, but oh, wow, this is like, for us, it's kids in a candy store. And next thing you know, you got 30, 40, 50 cars laying around, which has happened to me before, too. So you want to disclose how many cars you got, or you want to kind of keep it on the, on the, on the QT? No, I'm totally, I'm totally open to it. I'll let okay. the IRS is what's name, but <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, I got a computer screen up. So if I got something going on, I'm kind of listening to comments from California. We sent an email out. Okay, and cool. I'm, li- I'm listening. To, I, I'm reading a comment from now. They don't want to call you. Um, read a comment, but I have no problem uh, discussing my collection. And, and if I say this, I'm hoping somebody goes, oh, no, this guy's nuts. <laughs> um, uh, like I said earlier about my wife, my wife Susan's not a car gal. I'll be right up on it. She, I don't want to say could care less about it because it's obviously finances that, they, that we have between us. We have, uh, you know, we don't have kids or nothing, but so, but I, I have sixty cars, and and wow. But when he talked about auto wrecker, uh, none of my all my cars are are they're actually decent cars. I okay. probably, out of the sixties, there's probably about five that don't are not runners. Everything is a together car, um, and I probably have what I say nearly show condition is probably a third or better. Uh, I I have a real wide collection of stuff. Um, I cover 
uh, I'm not prejudiced in any avenue. I mean, I bought a, uh, I was going to say another word, God darn, uh, oh. Fiat Topolino the other oh. day because it was a good buy. You know, it's just a kind of a good buy, and I kind of liked it. You're talking about a late 30s, 40s car, Topolino? No, uh, Fiat Topolino was 1959. Oh, 59. Willie, uh, really, you, you guys have races out there. Yeah. And you know that you know that goofy fiberglass body that you oh, buy at the... The Topolino, the right. That, right, the yeah, little... Yeah, that's designed for... Yeah, drag racing. Topolino. Yeah. Okay. And they designed that body from... Uh, they came that body designed from a Topolino because they were really not a very good car. So, so most guys took the body and put them on a dragster or something because you had to have a shell. Yeah. But I found a fully fully run in Topolino. Uh, cars that odd. I got an Auto Union, which is a car that was designed originally from... Uh, DKW. Uh, well, yeah, very good. Okay, I was trying to go there. No, the Audi I, bought it. Okay, Audi, Audi bought it, very yeah. good. Auto Union. So interesting cars. I got some, a lot of street rods. Uh, uh, the street rod world I really kind of appreciate. I... Um, there's uh, my TV show. Anybody wants to go to carguychannel.com and see Mike's collection. I got all oh, a couple Ferraris that are kind of fun. Uh, I usually drive one when I go to Monterey with, with my buddy Keith and, and Mark came with me this year to cover the auctions. Uh-huh. So our article, actually the article went out, um, I want to say yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then I got a note from you to be on the show. And I got a couple other uh, invites for a couple other radio shows because of the article, which covers all sorts of cars. Let's face it. You were in Monterey. And there was a car that sold for $22,550,000. Um, that guy is my new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. <laughs> you and I were watching Cars at Russo and Steel, which is, I think, a very family-friendly event. And they put on a really good show, I think, Cars oh, show-wise. I, I, I um, like I, his layout. I really do, because everybody huh. can get involved. And it's really neat the way well, if, a, if anybody's listening and they've been to one, call in. Because Russo and Steel does a, what they call a surround, intimate type auction. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing that for really quite a few years. And in Monterey, they used to have, have it at one of the hotels on the lower level of the hotel. Mm-hmm. And that worked out really pretty nice. And then, of course, Arizona, well, I'm, I'm kind of proud of Drew. He's done a pretty good job. It's, he's making this thing here. He turned it out into a bigger auction. Now, he doesn't sell as many cars uh, or the volume of cars that some of the other auctions do. But he came, he came basically, he was at the bottom of the heap here. Uh, Worldwide came in for their first time in Monterey. They sold $7 million, which is pretty darn attractive. Uh, Drew nearly hit $10 million plus, so other auctions did their thing. And uh, I'm telling you, still $10 million worth of cars there. That's a lot of, that's a lot of cars. Well, I think a couple a of years ago. Yeah, uh, a couple of years ago, or it might have been last year, it was just under $300 million, but I heard this year was, what, 320 330 something like that, close to that? Yeah, this, this year here was $228 million. Oh. Uh, last year was $337 million. Is that what it was? Uh, but these are, yeah, these are big numbers. Um, so when Florida, they're bringing auctions to Florida now. Of course, you've got Mecham coming in, Russo and Steel. Um, other auction companies are coming down to your neck of the woods. And uh, it's coming coast to coast. People like John Stolupe was helping uh, uh, sponsor, I think. I could be wrong. I don't want to go on the air and say something that's not right. But I know John was helping the car culture also. And uh, the car culture is, is um, I think it's an investment. So any car that anybody on your show is listening to, Mustang or Camaro, if they bought this car three or four years ago and they paid top dollar, they still made money today. They make money. Their car, that, that car is a blue chip stock in their garage, not even running. So That's when true. people realize that, they're going to find out, sit back and say, you know what? This car thing is pretty cool, you know? And if it wasn't a money-making machine, you know, <laughs> there's a nickname I give my wife, I don't want to say it on there, called GLB. She's a greedy little uh, bear, we'll call it. <laughs> uh, she she She's never really seen the whole car collection at one time. Um because I have in two buildings, and I keep a couple, about four or five at the home. Uh, most of them at my shop, storage building. But when she sees a check come in, if I trade a car or whatnot, it's never been questioned and never been argued. So if a guy up there buys a car, hey, if you're doing a smart buy, sit on it, talk to your family, talk to your wife. doesn't hurt the bills. They're a very good investment. They really are. Well, you know, and it's probably a fair statement to say that And, and at one point, you know, you and I are deep down – car guys. So, on one hand, we're not really thrilled with the idea that they've turned cars into commodities, 
because it kind of hurts us because the cars that we kind of want to buy are now maybe out of our price range. However, on, on the flip side of that is, it's just like you said, that Camaro, that Mustang, that B-Body Mopar or that Corvette or something like that, which you might have bought two, three years ago, is now probably gone up 20, 30% in value in the last three, four years. And that is single-handedly caused by the fact that there's these auctions are out there, Meekum primarily, because they do, I don't know how many, 40,000 cars a year they auction off, and, and they're everywhere. They, they, oh, they had the, the article I sent out. Uh, we, I did, it was a lot of work to put that article together. Thank God my wife, Sue. But she uh, helped gather the information, and all the data on it. Meekum had 650 cars mm-hmm. for their auction. Now, they, that's a lot of cars, you know, to have at a sale. It's an awful lot of cars. And... But there, for some reason, and like you were mentioned earlier about Florida versus California, the West Coast, um, it's going to catch up. Uh, you guys out there will catch up uh, without a shadow of a doubt. You guys will um, will get where it needs to be. There's there's other states that are pretty strong. Believe it or not, uh, people are going to laugh off their chair. And they're going to go, "Mike Kennedy's crazy." But uh, Florida, I mean not Florida, but uh, Dakota, um, uh, Dakota, Dakota, Dakota. Um, North Dakota and South Dakota are huge, are huge. They do great. They have car shows. They bring those cars out when the weather's good, you know, short time of year, so they get all they can out there. Let's face it, you're stuck in the snow. You want some fun. That's exactly. You can stay indoors with a gal with a good cocktail, but after a while, (laughs) you want to do some car driving. (laughs) Well, and and again, and to your point, you know, I think the – Car buying and selling slash auction thing that turning turning the actual cars into commodities is almost like it's here to stay. So just like you said, it is an investment. And if you buy the car right and you can enjoy it and get your family involved the whole nine yards, and then let's just say you don't have an enormous budget and you can't afford you know twenty, thirty, forty cars, you can afford two or three. You can rotate those cars and just change your inventory all the time, and you got some really cool stuff and always something to look forward to. And to your point, too, when you talk about auctions, Mecham in Florida, when they have their January auction, 3,000 cars at one auction. That's mind-blowing. Eight days. Nine well, days. Oh, and, there, and it's, by the way, it's televised. So uh, the yes. reason why I know about your Florida is because I see that auction. It's, uh, they signed a contract. So they're, 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 uh, they're a company that actually has, uh, has a pretty good contract with the, with the network. So they do pretty darn good. I, that's their that's their following. That's what they get. Right now, we got a couple of minutes left. Do you want to share some of the uh, talk about some of your charities real quick that you work with? Oh God, the VMC Valley Medical. There, now Valley Medical is just without a doubt one of the best people. Chris Wilder. It's a hospital here in the area that, and our char- all our charity events, all the money goes to uh, the VMC, which is they help women that just they're having babies that just need a little bit of help and. Let's face it, I, if you guys are doing any event out there, I always say keep it local, even though we got a crisis over in um, Texas. In Texas right now. But uh, there's a lot of – if you're going to keep it down home, do a, do a show, do an event, you're going to do the right thing. It would be kind of neat. And that, that's kind of what, what I believe. So if you're going to handle it, uh, do an event, give it to a good charity. I like to keep it local. Car show stuff should stay local. That's Because you're local people, you want to help a local person. What's the, uh, is it uh, Rose, White, and Blue Parade? Is that it? What's that about? Huge parade. Work with a good team, Dan Mountaineer, uh, uh, let me see, uh, Mike Barnabas. I'm trying to think of some folks that are involved. Uh, we just do a real, uh, Frazen, uh, uh, it just, we just, Brian Frazen, we do a pretty good job on putting the parade together, and it turns out to be 30,000 people. They show up and run a, on a board. It's a great parade. You know, it's really not the car guy world at that time, but all sorts of car people show up. There's a club that uh, the that's out here, the Chevrolet Classic Car Club comes up. Antique Show comes up out it with Alan Greenberg. He brings all the Model Ts and Model A's in this group. So it's a big parade, but I get 30,000 people to that. And wow. we get uh, 30,000 people to Dream Machines. We get 25,000 people to Hot San Jose Night. So, yeah, we do get a lot of people for all that come to these events. Super. Well, Mike, we're up against the clock. Why don't you give out your social media information real quick, and then uh, we'll uh, definitely keep in touch. We'll have you back on the show here sometime in the near future. So go ahead and give oh, out that great. info. We're, we're pretty easy. Social media is pretty easy. My TV show is Car Guy Channel. People go to carguychannel.com. You can watch episodes on it, and they might even see your picture on there. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. <laughs> That's, well, that's pretty much where I'm at. I do Car Guy Channel uh, quite a bit. That's kind of what, where we lean our, our time and efforts towards. So 
that's where we're at. I don't need to go any further. Most people Google my name, Mike Hennessy, or any of the events we have. But I'd like to get out to Florida. And that seeing you come down the bleachers at Russo and Steel, I'm going, who is this guy? <laughs> it's all of a sudden you were so so gracious, so generous. And, and we had a really good time over there. And, and uh, so Monterey takes a good week to wear out. So I gather you had to you had kind of tone yourself down a little bit when you got home. Oh, yeah. All right, Mike, I want to thank you very much. We're up against the clock. My special guest this afternoon, Mike Hennessey from Hot San Jose Nights and the Car Guy Channel. Hey. Take care. Hey, in the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio Cars every Tuesday night between 7 and 8 p.m. Don't forget to check out our website, golfstreetmotorsports.com. Follow us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio Cars. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family.